We don't grow alone. We flourish when we do life together. To flourish means to grow or develop in a healthy way, especially as a result of a particularly favorable environment. Join me for conversations about growth and change as we talk about what it means to flourish and create the community you crave. You're listening to the Flourish Together podcast. I'm your host, Andrea Worley, and this is episode 60, 20 Day Screen Detox, What I Learned. Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. This is episode 60. This feels like a milestone that needs to be documented and taken note of. We're 60 episodes in on this little podcast of mine, and I just want to say thank you to all of you for listening and tuning in and sharing the podcast with your friends and your family. The podcast has always been just such a big um like encouragement and light in what I want to accomplish through it in my own life. And so I'm just always appreciative for every listen and every share and all of your guys' comments and messages and your reviews on iTunes. They're always the best. And so I just want to say thank you. Thank you. Thank you again for listening in to each and every single one of these episodes. You guys are the best. Okay. This episode, we were going to talk about the screen detox that I did with my kids and my family last fall. So let me back up and just share with you guys kind of, I guess, the precursor to this whole screen detox that we did. Last fall, I was really just kind of what prompted the the research, I guess you could say, and the digging into the research and just all the things that I did last fall was we are, our daughter is, well, at the time she was 10, 10 and a half, and she started asking for her own phone. So just even the mere like mention and ask to have a cell phone. It was completely new territory. And for most of you listening, you are probably like me and find yourself in the boat of you did not have a cell phone when you were a kid. That was not a thing. It didn't exist. Right. And so as parents, it's, it's always like, new territory when your kids are experiencing something or maybe they're asking for something that you yourself did not experience as a kid. It's kind of a big thing to wrap your mind around. And I think that even though we live in a day and age in our culture and our society where obviously cell phones and smartphones and devices are ever present, it's still kind of like a retraining of your mind to think that, okay, this is where we are. Even though things were very different from how we grew up, um, this is our reality now. But it's such new territory as a parent when you're experiencing whatever that thing is for the first time with maybe your firstborn or, or your children. In this case, it was the ask to have a phone. It's very interesting because you guys know that last May we moved uh, across the country. We moved from Phoenix to central Iowa. And it's been so interesting to see even the differences 
like state to state, region to region. And there are so many differences um, culturally uh, in these different states that you live in. I'm sure if you think about like whatever is um, normal to you where you live, quite possibly could not be the norm somewhere else. And so I would definitely say that you know, where we were and the community that that we had and the friends that we had and the the kids that my daughter, her her friends, like just, I don't know if it was the area that we lived in or like I said, the culture or the community that we surrounded ourselves with, but none of our friends' kids had cell phones that were our daughter's age. And so this was definitely new territory. And so it kind of started a dialogue between my husband and I of when is a good age for a child to have a cell phone? When is that appropriate? Is now the time? And so, of course, we just started asking ourselves, you know, all these different questions. And we started to see with our own eyes, you know, how many kids in our new neighborhood had cell phones or access to phones. Um, and that it very much was like a thing here where we lived. And so you kind of start to evaluate all those things and ask yourself, you know, is my child mature enough or they, are they ready? Side note, I do apologize for the background noise. My poor dog, he just cannot settle right now. So if you hear some extra noise in the background, it's sweet Bentley just pacing back and forth and making all sorts of noise anyways. So that's where we found ourselves last fall. And so it sent me down the rabbit hole of research. And I ended up getting a book sent to me. And I have talked about this book before on social media. And I kind of called it the parenting book that I didn't know that I needed at the time. It's called Modern Parents, Vintage Values. And I started reading this book and lo and behold, there's a whole chapter on screens and technology and kids in different different aspects of technology, whether it's gaming or cell phones and or laptops and different tablets and different things. Like most of you, our kids have access to um, electronic devices. Um, and I think that like most of you, when COVID hit and your kids all got sent home from school and we had to learn to do school in a different way. Part of that different way was through the use of technology. My kids were using laptops now for school and logging into Zoom calls and they were very much dialed into screens and technology for a good chunk of their day doing schooling. And so even though our kids have tablets and, you know, had played games on them or, you know, we'd take them on vacation or long car rides, different things to entertain them. They definitely had access to those things, but definitely with COVID and the doing virtual school and hybrid school, it added a whole nother layer of technology um, that was necessary at times, but it just really added to Uh, all the tech that they were using all the time. And so I started to kind of feel like this 
we needed to like pull back on the tech and the screens that they had to, of course, have them, like I said, for school. But beyond that, it really raised a lot of questions for me about the technology use for recreation or entertainment, however you want to call it. And again, I just want to say in all of this, this is my own personal journey and I'm being vulnerable and honest to say this is where we're at as a family in our personal journey. And my hope is that in sharing in a really vulnerable way that you can take from it what you want and be encouraged by it, or maybe it will provoke you to answer some questions for yourself and your family and your kids. But again, I just want to reiterate, this is definitely our journey, my thoughts, and maybe some of it will resonate with you and maybe some won't, and that is definitely okay. So anyways, I found myself definitely on a journey and started to do some research. And first I read that book and it really met me where I was at because like I said, it had a whole chapter on screens and technology for kids. And this book is written, by the way, by two um, child psychologists. And so I found it really helpful that they're answering these questions and tackling these subjects, not only from the vantage point of parents and being mothers, but also from that psychological vantage point of, of how it affects kids. And there's a whole bunch of different things covered in this particular book, but this one chapter was really, really good and really, really helpful for me. And then I read another book called Glow Kids, which um, examines the science behind screens and what it does to our kids' brains. And that book is, like I said, heavy on the science, but it's so, so helpful. And so I also found through a podcast that I listened to called the Colin Karchner podcast, I was led to a nonprofit called Screen Strong and they encourage um, zero screens, kids to have zero screens. And so they do a seven day screen detox as part of their program and they give you a lot of resources and different things. Um, And so I just started digging into all these different resources and researching and reading these books and different articles. And um, I found it so fascinating, but so many things also resonated with me. Different behaviors that I was seeing my own kids uh, display and exemplify and wasn't really sure, is this the screens or is this just my child type of thing? And I do say, I do think that it's probably a mix of both of what I was seeing was a little bit indicative of their personalities, but a little bit also indicative of how much time they were spending on screens between, like I said, the school screen time and then their own entertainment screen time. And when I, when I say screens, I, I mean um, tablets, computers. We don't have a gaming system in our home. So for us, it was mostly just the use of their tablets and then using their computers for school, but also their computers to watch different things like Netflix or Disney Plus, different things like that. So I thought that I had a lot of 
parameters and, and boundaries set. And as I started digging into this, I realized for us personally as a family, I felt like there needed to be a little bit more boundaries put on things because I was seeing behaviors and reactions that I didn't like. And I wanted to see if it was, like I said, because of the screens or because maybe it was just them. And so I decided that we were going to do a two-week screen detox. And this was toward the end of last year. And so when I first introduced them, this screen detox, when I first proposed this idea, um, my kids lost their minds. And that was the tail sign of a great indicator that this was very much needed. And so I originally said, we're going to do, we're going to do two weeks. I had seen the different things that Screen Strong had put out and they suggested a seven day. And I was like, we're just going to do two weeks. And then I ended up like counting the number of days left for the entire year. And it was 20 days. And I thought to myself, let's just do zero screens for the rest of the year, which was 20 days. I thought we can, we can do this. No problem. And so that's what we did. We had some parameters and one of those parameters was the fact that this was at the end of the year, my kids were in school. And so they were doing a hybrid distance learning at the time at the end of last year. And so we obviously knew they were going to need the screens during that school time and those school hours. So that was one of the parameters that we set was allowing them to obviously use their devices for school. But beyond that, there was no using of their tablets. They were not allowed to watch any movies on Netflix or Disney Plus unless it was our weekly family movie night that we watched all together as a family. So there was no recreation entertainment outside of that one night a week on Fridays when we watched a movie as a family. And so I set some really pretty strict boundaries around the screen detox for those 20 days. And it can be a really big shock to the system because even though before we started doing this, I would have probably said for sure, oh, they're not on screens very much. But then when I started to kind of put the boundaries and kind of the the rules, I guess you could say, around what the 20 days was going to look like, I realized more than ever that they were on screens more than I realized. And so... I thought this is going to be really great for us. It's really going to allow me to see a true picture of what it's going to look like when they are not dialed into the screens all the time. And so that's where we started. I can say that the first day was very, very rough because when your kids are used to like picking up a tablet and like, watching, you know, a show over breakfast like mine are, or, you know, after school kind of vegging out and watching a show or playing a game on their tablet. And when they don't have that, that can be like, I mean, it was, it was (laughs) for the first day. I just, I sat in my living room and it was like, I was 
observing children in the wild because they were displaying behavior and they were honestly just very upset and did not know what to do. And so that initial desire was obviously there and they didn't know what to do with themselves and their time. And I think that's where like the first lesson of what I learned is that my kids didn't know how to be bored or come up with alternatives to entertain themselves unless it was in front of a screen. And for me, that was really huge to kind of see that play out and realize that it wasn't how I wanted my kids to grow up and move forward in life, not not knowing how to like use their imaginations. And one of the things that I really like realized through this screen detox is that my kids had lost that spark of their imagination. I won't say that all kids feel this way or are this way. I would just speak from my personal experience. But what I saw, I really learned very quickly within that first five days that they had just lost that and they didn't know how to figure out what to do with their time and use their imagination and come up with an alternative that wasn't the screen. And it was very interesting watching them kind of like work out their boredom, so to speak, and figure out, you know, what they were going to do with their time. And it was also really interesting to watch them over the course of the 20 days figure out what they loved to do and what they were interested in and spark new ideas for those different things and tap into probably parts of themselves that either they didn't even know were there or interests that they forgot that they had. And so it was very, very eye-opening. Like I said, that first five days was very rough and I kept like a rough journal um, in this notebook and I wrote like day one, here's some thoughts. Day two, here's some thoughts. I also wrote down in that journal some of the behaviors that they were displaying and how they were reacting to the lack of screens, good and bad behaviors, positive and negative emotions. And it was really eye-opening to kind of look at the things that I had written down and look at their behaviors and look at their emotions. And I'm glad that I kind of kept a journal or a log, whatever you want to call it, to kind of be able to look at it because I ended up looking at it after two weeks and looking at, you know, some of the behaviors and emotions that were initially displayed and then being able to see physically and look at those words that I had written down and then kind of cross-reference their behaviors after 14 days, after 15 days and then 20 days and see just how far they had come in 20 days. I will also say that I myself partnered with my kids in this challenge. I, for myself, one of the things that I decided really early on is that I wanted them to see that mom was willing to do this as well. And so I kind of took an inventory and evaluation of my own behaviors uh, with technology, especially my phone. And I've talked about this before in an episode that I'll link in the show notes before you 
or for you and what I learned. And so I have really stuck to some of those principles that I implemented then. Um, but during that 20 days, I really took an evaluation of my screen time that was logged. And, you know, if you have an iPhone, you can do that. You can see where your screen time is at. And so I really wanted to see how that would improve. And even though I was still having the boundaries that I talked about in that podcast episode over a year ago, I still was seeing things in myself that could be improved. And so I decided that I would do this with them as well. And it was eye-opening for myself as well to realize that there are even more boundaries that I could put on my own use of screens and technology. And again, I just want to say that, um, you know, if you've been hanging around this podcast or hanging around with me, like in the community that I have on social media, you guys know that I love the internet and I love how it can bring people together. And I love how God can use the internet to bring people together and for ministry. And all of those things are still so true. And I believe that God can redeem those parts of the internet. But I also believe at the same time that in our culture, we've also lost our way a little bit when it comes to this. And we're so dialed in sometimes and so present online in our online personas and our online communities that we're not in tune with real life. And I can say that confidently for sure, because I have found myself even questioning my own actions and intentions as it comes to the online space. And so part of this 20 day screen detox was for me really evaluating all of those things and how I use my online presence and what I do and how I spend my time where I choose to spend it online. And so it was very eye-opening, very interesting, and it made me rethink a lot of the ways that I personally as an adult approach uh, social media, um, my blog, or any of the other areas that I hang out online. It was it was very eye-opening and it set forth me personally on a path where I could kind of reset some intentions around those spaces and use them a little bit more purposely and intentionally um, moving forward. And I'm going to talk a little bit more about those things and what the 20-day screen detox that we did as a family with our kids and how that really sparked a whole bunch of other things in some future episodes. But just for this one, I wanted to share just our 20 day screen detox journey and what we learned. And so those are a couple lessons that we learned and coming out of the 20 days. And now even this was back in December. And now here we are in May, five months, almost later, we have really kept a lot of those same boundaries around the screens. And I just want to encourage any of you parents that are that are listening that this can be hard, but it can be done. And you probably will have a lot of resistance. And even still today, like for example, I mentioned earlier in this episode that we don't have a gaming system. And 
there are a lot of kids around us, as I'm sure there are yours, that that have those types of gaming systems or fill in the blank, you know, families that have X and you don't have that. And it can be kind of difficult sometimes when your kids see things that their friends have or that, you know, other kids in the neighborhood have and they don't have it and they really want it. And you are explaining to them, you know, why they don't have that particular thing. For us, it's the gaming systems. And it's just something we've never had and I've never really been interested in having. And then after all of the research that I've done, probably won't ever have in our home. And I just want to encourage um, you guys in the sentiment that families look completely different from one another and that's okay. That the same rules or things that you have for your family, the same boundaries, like not everybody's going to do that and vice versa. And that's okay because I'm always reminded that nobody is going to look out for your kids like you're going to look out for your kids, whatever that means, whatever the situation is, is that you have to decide in your own home and your own parenting what works for you. And that might look different from your next door neighbor's family or the family down the street. And that is okay. And so even though some of this stuff can be kind of difficult to walk through and wade through with your kids, I totally get it. But I just want to encourage all of you parents that are listening out there that your lives don't have to look exactly like somebody else's. It can look different and it can be okay. And that is okay. And just encourage you in your own parenting journey, in your own family, that the things that you do and what you feel is best for your family is good and is okay. So that's kind of a few of the things that we learned and how we've come out of this. It was really beneficial for our family, like I said, to see behaviors um, that were coming out and how those behaviors were corrected. And I'll say no kids are perfect. No parents are perfect. Nothing's going to be perfect 100% of the time. But because of this, we've been able to identify those behaviors and where they're coming from and where they're stemming from. And they've improved. And um, it was very insightful and very eye-opening. And I'll definitely link all of these different resources that I have found helpful in my own research. And then even moving forward, still following closely a lot of these different resources in how we move forward with no screens, reduced screens, and just um, happier, healthier kids. And moving forward, I have definitely seen more imagination from my kids more critical thinking, more figuring out ideas of how to keep themselves entertained that don't involve screens, come up with new ideas. I It was the first time in a long time when we did this 20-day screen detox that I saw my kids kind of, like I said, have that imaginative play or come up with new ideas uh, because it's it's so easy, right, to just, you know, veg out in front of a screen. Adults, we do it, you know, when we binge Grey's Anatomy for the millionth time or or whatever it is. And kids do the exact same thing. And that's one of the things that I was so mindful of. Even my own 
actions and behaviors around screens and wanting to decide what do I want my kids to see from me and what behaviors do I want them to emulate. And so it definitely was beneficial for us as a family. And it's really, really cool now to see them. That's not the first thing that they reach for. And they know that there's boundaries around the devices and the screens. And also it was a big lesson in contentment and learning to be content. Like I said, we don't have a gaming system. And so my son had to learn to be content with the fact that that's we that's not something we have and that's okay. So lots of really great lessons and um, I will link everything in the show notes so you guys can check them out. And in keeping with my new tradition, a lot of the read, watch, listen, follow um, is going to all center around this episode. There is... Um, So reading the Modern Parents Vintage Values book that I mentioned and Glow Kids is um, definitely at the top of my list. The watch recommendation, there is a video that I found through the Colin Karchner podcast and it is this um, husband and wife sharing their own screen detox journey and they have been screen free for years and years. They have three boys and just listening to their story about removing screens from their uh, home and how it um, impacted their three boys and how it improved their schooling and their response as students in in school. It just, it was so interesting and so fascinating. I'm going to find um, the video and link it for you. And then listen, the Colin Karchner podcast, I'm going to link that for you guys. And then lastly, the follow the screen strong nonprofit ministry on Instagram has tons of resources. I'll link it for you guys in the show notes. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Flourish Together podcast. If you enjoyed this podcast, I'd love it if you'd leave us a rating and review on iTunes. Just head on over to the Flourish Together podcast page, click the little five stars and give us a review and leave us a comment. Your reviews help other people find the show. And thank you so much for sharing it with a friend.